0: Afternoon bonus show. Let's talk about the vice presidential nomination. Now, the vice presidency has never been a glamorous job, not worthy of a bucket of warm spit, is how Franklin Roosevelt, first running mate, described it. But as the 2020 election approaches, the stakes for being a heartbeat away from the presidency have rarely seemed higher at age 78 on inauguration day joe biden would be the oldest president of the united states if he is elected the round out his ticket he'll not only have a simpatico partner but also a potential successor capable of leading the country to the worst national crisis since world war ii here's what people are saying about some of the women and yes he has pledged to pick a woman he might be considering first up is senator kamala harris Although African-Americans overwhelmingly vote in 2016, black voter turnout declined for the first time in presidential elections in 20 years. It was down 7% from the record highs of Barack Obama in the 2020 re-election, sorry, in the 2012 re-election. According to Herdlund, Biden and his allies consider Senator Harris at California, a strong contender with both statewide and national experience, and she has grown since her presidential run. Jennifer Rubin argues in The Washington Post since getting flack for being fuzzy on politics, she has become a coronavirus policy maven, proposing vote-by-mail legislation and calling for the release of low-risk inmates to slow the virus spread in prisons. But during her presidential run, Harris struggled to gain traction with black voters, particularly young ones, because of her record as a district attorney and the California Attorney General, criticized as punitive and repressive by some criminal justice advocates, also made her figure for suspicion among some on the left. Up next, you have Stacey Abram. Before losing her bid for governorship in 2018 and founding a voting rights group, Abram was a legislative leader in Georgia for a decade. Whenever those in Powerful refused to act, Abram was on the ground with everyday Georgians working to ensure that their communities had to care and resources to get ahead and stay ahead. Ben Jealous, the former president of NAACP, wrote that at CNN.com. But James Claiborne, the majority senior Democrat in the House for Representatives, who endorsed Smith, played a pivotal role in Biden's primary comeback last month, and Abrams did not have experience echoing a sentiment in the Washington Examiner. Kimberly Rose writes that her years in the Georgia House of Representatives might work as a stepping stone in some next political rung, but now as serving in a second line to the most powerful position of leadership in the entire world is just not it. The third person is Senator Elizabeth Warren. Senator Warren's regulatory and economic expertise make her a perfect choice for this moment. Helen Olin writes in the Washington Post she made fun of Warren's Uh, Penchant for advancing planning during the primary, but now we're getting a deadly lesson in why it's so important. She says noting that Warren was the first presidential candidate to release a pandemic response plan back in January. There are strategic points in Warren's favor, too. She is the most popular choice in the key electoral college states of Michigan and Wisconsin, according to a poll that is arguably Biden's best for covering former Bernie Sanders voters. But for some on the left, Warren's refusal to endorse Uh, Bernie Sanders blunted her appeal. Warren also faces unique problems, as Kevin Robbert reports in the Huffington Post. She's the only potential pick whose temporary replacement in the Senate would be appointed by a Republican governor. Theoretically, Warren might be able to prevent her replacement from serving for more than a few months by only resigning from the Senate before the Massachusetts primary in September. Uh, up next, we have Senator Amy Klobuchar of Minnesota it is a good choice if Biden wants to amplify it rather than broaden his core message, according to the Washington Post. David Bleer. The ideological gulf between Warren and Biden risks exploiting old tensions between the two, but Biden and Klobuchar Ticket would let Biden be Biden. After 13 years in the Senate, Klobuchar Ticket would let Biden Biden. Um, I'm sorry. The 13 years in the Senate, House has, has cemented a reputation as a productive and pragmatic legislator who can win over midwestern swing voters. But during her presidential campaign. Klobuchar feared dismally with black voters, which would make her a reckless choice, according to Amish L. Sinison, founder of The People, like Harris. Klobuchar has drawn criticism for her prosecutorial record, but her reputation as a stalwart, centrist, and dehumanizing boss may make her even less palatable to the left. And while Minnesota's governor would almost certainly appoint a Democratic to fill chart seat until the special election in 2020s, there's no guarantee her replacement would be as adept at fending off Republican challenges as she is. And the next one is Gretchen Whitmer. If Biden wants another Midwesterner moderate without a senatorial baggage, he could choose Michigan's new governor, whose public sparring with the president over the federal response of the pandemic captured her and cultivated her into national prominence. Trump may not have known Whitmer's name until a few weeks ago, but. But what President Trump does know is that when he won Michigan in 2016, it was by the closest margin of any state in the country, as Karen Tuttle writes in the Washington Post. But Whitmer has spent less than two years in high office, as Ellen Nizzles points out at Fox. And as for the idea that she would automatically deliver Michigan to Biden, there actually isn't much data to support that prevailing myth that vice president picks confer at home state advantage. This could hurt Whitmer's chances, especially if Matthews uh, Walter argues in this week's harsh dispute with the president over coronavirus crisis, turned out to have obscured her own mishandling of it. Catherine Cortez Masato, senior Nevada senator of Nevada, has been floated as well as a potential vice president pick. Biden's lackluster performance with Latino voters, according to Gary Martin in the Las Vegas Review Journal as former Nevada attorney general. And the first Latino elected to the Senate might be able to boost Biden's numbers not only in Nevada, which he lost badly to Bernie Sanders, but also in other swing states like Arizona and Florida. The Hispanic community has never found itself on the ticket. Joe Staneta Pereira, the chief executive director of... Prospero Latino told Martin, it would be a big shot in the arm for Biden, but as Martin writes, Cortez Masato has a low national profile, and like Klobuchar, she only occupies a Senate seat that could be at a higher risk of swinging the red to 2020 if she leaves it. Kuznisha Lance Bottoms. Bottoms, the mayor of Atlanta since last year, has gained national attention in the recent weeks after rebuking Governor Brian Kemp for his decision to reopen businesses in Georgia. As one of Biden's most loyal surrogates, she has found a powerful champion in Clyburn who has chosen to throw his weight behind her over Abrams, calling her a tremendous VP candidate. But Bottoms has had a lower profile than Abrams and like her has no national or foreign policy experience. If Biden picks her, she'll almost certainly be asked whether running a city with fewer than 500,000 people qualifies her for one of the most important jobs in the country. In the event, though, Pete Buttigieg would probably be willing to offer his advice.